Hi everyone, before we delve into this week's episode, we just wanted to give you a quick trigger warning that this episode does discuss topics including domestic violence and abuse, specifically within the lesbian community. We also touch on our experiences a little bit. We just wanted to give you that trigger warning before you listen. So listen with your own caution. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Gay, Gay Panic. Panic. <laughs> which we do every week. We keep saying we're going to stop. We never stop. So you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it. Ever. We've been off for a bit. We'll tell you about that later. It's been a cruel summer. <laughs> yeah, Em's had another cruel summer. <laughs> There's been many. Um, but we're back. Um, hopefully I'm going to be not mentally unwell enough to not film the podcast anymore. So we're here. And recovering. Yeah. She's back. We're yeah. back. We're back. Should we just start off by talking about what we're gay panicking about this week? Yeah, and then I think we'll recap for you guys. My life. The life of M. <laughs> the life of M. So to start with, what have you been gay panicking about this week? Well, I think we have a mutual gay panic this week. Yeah. Um, it's the ultimatum queer love. I feel like it's a mixture of gay panic and being triggered yeah Mental it was like it was like triggered. so entertaining throughout and then the reunion i saw on instagram that there was um a meme that was like marked safe from the i was made some queer love reunion because i feel like we all needed to be marked safe from it yeah i was definitely not marked safe i was marked traumatized <laughs> <laughs> marked triggered to be fair i was marked triggered as well i had to send my i was late for work that day and i had to send my like current boss at the time who kind of also was my friend a message being like sorry I'm gonna be late I've got triggered by the <laughs> ultimatum queer love reunion <laughs> I wish I sent my boss that because I went in and it was awful it was awful I was so triggered I was really on edge which we'll no. get into because we're gonna delve into the ultimatum queer love on this episode so we're going to speak to you all about our takes our opinions and just how we think the show handled certain topics and how it, it could have improved in general what we thought of the representation we'll get into all of that for those who haven't watched the show should we do a little recap about what the show is about yes so the ultimatum is effectively a show that you go on as a couple. So there are how many couples? Five couples. Five couples. Um, so they go on as couples um, in their original couple. And then as soon as they get there, they have to kind of like wife swap. So they split up. So they call their, their partner their ex. And then they meet someone else that they live with for three weeks in who is also sort of staying in that. Bill and is on the show too and then they have to live with someone else for three weeks following that they then switch back to their original couples yeah so em put it perfectly and also there was a straight that there is a straight ultimatum yeah but then obviously this was quite i guess revolutionary to have yep a queer series on Netflix like this because yeah. there have been queer reality shows are you the one season eight is yeah. one that was really, really good. Um, it sounds quite rare though, because it's solely like women and non-binary people. Exactly, whereas Are You The One was queer people as a yeah. whole. And also there weren't any lesbians in Are You The One yeah. season eight. I mean, some of them have since come out of le as lesbians, but at the time there was no they lesbian representation. Bisexuals, yeah. Yeah. So that's been really nice to see a completely, uh, yeah, WLW, like very lesbian based reality show. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I have a, 
I guess I have conflicting opinions. One is that I think it's great that there was lesbian representation for trash TV because we, the straights have so much trash TV that's dating shows and other other types of TV challenges. Um, And I feel like we need that crappy representation, which will normalize our community even further and just, you know, show straight watchers that we're really not that different to them in some ways. Yeah. In other ways, we're very different to them. Um, And I feel like, you know, it's good that we got that trash representation. However, there were there were missed opportunities for discourse yeah. and conversation about some really important lesbian related topics yeah. that were just completely not. Addressed. Yeah, there was there wasn't really political or yeah, there was no conversations really also, about anything really surrounding no. anything important. It was all just a bit trash, but I did love that about it. I I enjoyed the trash, but I think, like you said, well, there was no political conversation. There was also no getting to know the people on the show as like individuals outside of yeah. their relationship. So it was like, what do you do for work? Like, who knows? Like, they were all going yeah. off to take work calls. It's like, what? Well, where do you work? What do you do? Like, tell me about yourself other than your relationship because I I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Either. That's a really good point. Yeah, it was a bit weird, and I feel like other shows wasn't that wasn't the case even Tampa no. Bay's like we knew who these bays were individually yeah. <laughs> kind of a little bit we more. did not know who these bays were we bloody <laughs> the ultimatum but we kind of knew who they were in relationships I guess and I think like Em said as well discourse about specific issues that face that our community face when dating when approaching love and relationships like none of that was talked about because obviously that's different from straight people in su- in some ways and um, none of that was talked about and then obviously we will get onto this but the most important thing was that domestic violence was not dealt with appropriately no. and actually essentially not even acknowledged yeah let alone dealt with it was very like the girlies are fighting it was very like that yeah. rather than like this is actually abuse yeah I don't want to bitch about the show too much but also I didn't like there was this like this straight fucking um oh, presenter who was, was like are you queer and she's like no and I feel like she just was like oh. It was like I feel like she was like low key homophobic. Like she, she just gave the vibe. Hundred percent low key. <laughs> she was like very uncomfortable. Talking she was like about calling it finger gate. I just feel like she found that really uncomfortable as well. She found it so uncomfortable, and and I knew she was such. It was such a straight response. Like when the DV um, was talked about, she, her response was just so like out of her depth. Like she was yeah. sat there just looking so awkward because her brain. I would genuinely put money on the fact that her brain didn't think lesbian relationships could be abusive. Yeah, I got like, that as well. Like hundred percent. She was like, "Oh, there's no man." Like she's yeah. the sort of person. I'm not saying this was what she thought, but she gave me the vibe of the sort of person that would just be like. Can't, I can't compute like yeah. but there's no man like how could there be abuse without a man I would also say she was a bad host because she just in the reunion mm-hmm. she wasn't asking the right questions like no. pr- provocative questions or interesting questions to be able to like figure out what's happened since or like what's mm-hmm. what's gone on like I feel like she was just kind of being talked at more than anything I just generally thought she was a bad I thought she was such host. a bad host she, she had no ability to facilitate their conversations yeah. and she just awkward if there were things that were getting heated up as yeah. well like at that initial dinner, she literally looked as awkward as the people at the table. She wasn't stepping in and like actually taking yeah, control of the she, conversation. Yeah, there was no control. I did not like her as a host. Why out of everyone that you could choose? Bear in mind, she is not the normal host for the ultimatum. They have like a couple normally who, I don't know why they didn't do it. I feel like they could be homophobic. But um, maybe um, it's the same It's the same host as Love is Blind. Um, 
considering she's not the normal host, like, and you could pick anyone, would you not pick a queer person? And there's so many queer people. So yeah. many. Think of the world of queer people and queer hosts. Like, what, well, you couldn't find anyone. Not one person. It's Netflix as well. It's not like it's fucking... It's insane. I don't understand. It's insane. The amount of queer actors that work for Netflix... Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. Um, so there was no queer host, which we didn't love, but also the topic of DB was literally ignored, which is awful. So this is what we're saying about the reunion. And I think it's so worth pointing out. I've just watched, as we are literally filming this, I've just watched Tiff's um, video on their podcast YouTube channel um, about their response to the to the relationship and to the DB. Yeah. And it was so relatable so relatable yeah for my past relationship which was abusive um and yeah it was very relatable um they said some really good things in there including that two can be toxic in relationships uh their toxic relationships are made up of two people however there is very 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 rarely equal people yeah displaying sorry people displaying equal toxicity or equal abuse like there's always yeah. most, for the most part one abuser and tiff yeah. was like it's important to look at where the power and control lies and that's obviously a big part of what you do in you know processing with like power and control wheel domestic violence education is like where does the power and control lie and like yeah. i know my oh, tiff actually said oh you know i don't think there was a day in that relationship where i didn't have to justify my actions or apologize for something yeah and I literally felt the exact yeah. same for almost two years of my life. Like there wasn't a single yeah. day that went by where I wasn't having to overly explain, justify myself, apologize for something in my abusive relationship. So yeah, to be fair, I can relate to that in previous relationships as yeah. well. And um, yeah, just looking at where the power and domination and control lies, I think is very important. And from my opinion, it was very evident that was Mildred quite quickly because um, when Tiff was lashing out about the dog yeah you could see that she was coming at that from a place of being in a traumatizing relationship where you'd have to defend yourself so quickly yeah however like the second that sam talked to her um sorry them sorry just for the record tiff goes by they them now um so so if i've just accidentally misgendered i'm so sorry um because they went by well the show i think misgendered tiff but i think yeah they go by they them anyway um they were having the conversation with Sam about the dog and you could see that when Sam expressed like, okay, this isn't the way we communicate, they actually changed their behaviour really quickly. Yeah. Whereas it gave me alarm bells that Aussie left the environment with Mildred and I honestly felt Mildred very like, I found her very intense and yeah, I think something in her gave me bad vibes because she kind of was the same level of like confrontation, unnecessarily confrontational. She was really, everything was massive argument mm-hmm. like yeah and just like it was like there was a lot of baiting into yeah. arguments and my ex would do that like Aussie came back and it was literally immediately like it's good to talk about things it's good. like it was immediately yeah. like trying to provoke a reaction yeah so I don't know like there was a lot that I think showed that she was the problem over Tiff and Tiff was actually seemed to be like thriving in the relationship with Sam so that was like a green flag about um, yeah because I think Tiff exhibited like that behavior initially and then as soon as Sam start as soon as Tiff then started to have interactions with Sam like the Tiff's behavior like immediately changed mm-hmm. like it was very quick that Tiff then completely changed how they act in relationships and they said on their statement today they were like it literally 
it's true that when you're in an abusive relationship you behave you you have to match that person's level yeah. so you're always on the defensive yeah and I completely agree like when I was in my abusive relationship I was always getting ready to defend myself always like it was like okay get ready to defend yourself because like every day you're getting things thrown at you accusations like basically like you're having your character like defamed and insulted every single day yeah I get that. so yeah basically you're always on the defensive and I also think that it's it's like telling that well Tiff said in the video um you know Mildred this is why your ex left you this is why people leave you this is why Aussie removed themselves like people leave because of you not because everyone's out to get you and yeah. you're the, like I don't know I think just the lack of accountability yeah was just actually unreal like the fact that Mildred was yelling at Tiff for for throwing for, sorry for calling the police over literally being assaulted yeah was like so that was bizarre insane. yeah if, if anyone hasn't listened uh it, 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 it was very quickly to put to the point that i didn't notice it it was very quickly brushed past in the reunion and mildred said it herself that um the police were called because mildred threw a gate a i think it, gate. a dog gate at tiff which is like a pet gate severe physical abuse mm-hmm. that oh and also hit tiff by the way and hits yeah which wasn't said in the reunion but yeah. tiff released excerpts from the police report yeah. on tiff's youtube and it literally was awful it was like continued to run after tiff and like push like, i think pushed tiff quite a few times yeah hit tiff and through the pet gate at tiff and then the justification that mildred used and is still saying apparently to lie to people is like oh well which classic abuser mentality was like oh but like tiff is way stronger than me like tiff could have defended me like tiff's lying and it's like it's so interesting because i wonder if that there would be a different reaction if it was tiff that did it as like the more mask presenting person i wonder if the reaction would have been very different like i i will say i think the reaction would have been different i think that there would have been a slight slightly more concerned but I also think that's rooted in misogyny yeah and the reason I say that is because anyone that is more masculine presenting is assumed to be the powerful one yeah and the more dominant one in the in society so yeah. therefore like when a feminine more feminine person is abusive it's not taken seriously and it's just considered like oh because yeah you know oh they're not masculine they don't have that power it's actually a way of thinking that femininity is like weak or yeah. you know not able to be strong which is awful that you would yes. associate it like that so I do think that's why femme on femme abuse isn't taken seriously no that's why women abusing men not taken seriously women yeah. abusing their kids probably not taken quite as seriously as yeah. like men definitely I remember learning that at uni like there is like like to be fair, I remember it was like to do with women who kill, like women who kill are really demonized when they are arrested. But the actual like arrest rate for people, women who do these things is like really, really low because they're like not really suspected of it in the first place. But when it is proven, they're then very, very demonized comparatively yeah. to men. But like also, yeah, it just isn't suspected. So they they are much more likely to get away with kind of violent behaviors in general yeah Um, and that's why like I I do agree I think it's important to acknowledge that it probably would have been taken more seriously if Tiff Mm -hmm. was not mask presenting however I don't want people to also just think that because actually people who are in femme relationships and are being abused yeah they're still not going to be taken seriously so it's like I don't want that to seem that like if Tiff was firm, the abu- it would have all been fine. It would have been addressed and someone would have yeah. been called out because that's also not the case. 
I just think maybe Mildred got away with it a little bit as a result of like that misogynistic Mm -hmm. view because I do think if it's the other way around maybe it would have been like what you like physically abused this person and it was just so brushed past to the point that no one acknowledged it as as abuse it was just said very casually I had to rewatch it to be able to even notice that it was said it's like that thing of you know that horrible stereotype around butch women where it's like they are you know predatory or they are yeah dominant all these stereotypes are, are around butch women slash you know yeah gender non-conforming or non-binary people yeah. is they're offensive stereotypes yeah including that they would be more dominant or in the relationship exactly. which people would like em said literally people would associate that as like okay well they would be the aggressor yeah which isn't true yeah um, yeah. Uh, and it obviously isn't you know it's not how you present that decides whether you're aggressive yeah. or not like or manipulative or abusive and I think yeah it's not good and generally whatever the reason it was brushed past like the fact that the show brushed past it in that way was bizarre like there was no like you said there was no trigger warnings there was no um, no resources at the end no resources also it was really disgusting safeguarding like so I now know from watching Tiff's statement that they had actually informed Netflix and the show about Mildred's arrest for domestic violence Shit. so Netflix knowingly put an abuse victim in the room with their abuser with no safeguarding the host being completely incompetent and out of her depth then let the victim be berated and traumatized off stage leave in a complete state with no safeguarding like the safeguarding was so poor that i was generally shocked like that could have tipped tiff over the edge like they could have had like a mental crisis a breakdown like they could have literally harmed themselves like it's not right like i could not be put in the room with anyone who's been abusive to me and not literally lose my nut like it wouldn't you know, it causes a lot of trauma, it causes PTSD, like it's not. Mm-hmm. And Tiff said in the video, they've been dealing with complex PTSD since yeah. the relationships, which makes sense. Like it's an abusive relationship. Like if I got put in the room, my abuser, I'd, I I see like her face pop up and I have a panic attack. Yeah, literally. Like, it's just not right. And it's not right that Netflix actually were aware, like from what Tiff said, like they knew. So it's so fucked up because, you know, you could be like, oh, but Tiff also said in the video, oh, I didn't acknowledge sorry I didn't stop myself from going on because I wanted to protect Mildred's child um I didn't want her reputation to be ruined because apparently there was something to do with her immigration status and Maya being shaky and she won Tiff wanted Tiff wanted Mildred to be able to stay in the U.S with her son and Mildred was using the son as like a pawn to manipulate Tiff being like you know oh I might get deported and then my son will be here with no be be in Mexico with no good medical care or something so I think that's why Tiff said they wanted to stay quiet at the reunion but yeah you you can tell Mildred's an abuser because the second Tiff started bringing up their dog Shiloh Mildred and like literally Tiff was talking about a traumatic thing that happened to them they weren't even attacking Mildred and Mildred immediately just like went in there with like this like fucking attack yeah it was a lot of attacks on Tiff and I don't know, I did find it funny when Mildred was saying about, I found an eyeliner, I don't even wear eyeliner. It was like, whilst so wearing eyeliner. eyeliner. Also, Tiff said in the video, Tiff was like, I wear eyeliner too. So like, yeah. two people in that house wore eyeliner. He was lit- They were literally wearing eyeliner in the reunion. It's hilarious. And Mildred was wearing eyeliner. I've seen Mildred wear eyeliner the whole like, I don't wear eyeliner. You do, bitch. Like, you're literally wearing it right now. Also, so funny, the sex board games. Yeah. Tiff also had this, like, in the video, a picture of the order from Amazon. And it was literally one of those games. You know those games that are like, 
get to know each other's card deck. It was oh that. It was that. It was like, it wasn't sexual at all. It was a dating yeah. game. Like, we're not really strangers type thing. And Tiff was like, how the hell is this sexual? This was literally about chatting with new people, like, on a date. Like, they were like, we were broken up. Like, this, this was... It would have been fine if they were sex board games because we were broken up, let's be real. But like, it wasn't that. So there was just like a lot of lies that Mildred was caught in. And I feel like they do, like she does just give off like pathological liar vibes. And honestly, it was really good that she showed herself to the whole world as being an abuser. She did. Like it was really also like shows how in denial that she's abuser how much of in denial that she is an abuser because she literally outwardly was like, yeah, I got arrested for throwing a fucking child game. This and that. Pet gate, yeah. Yeah, pet gate. Also, um, in the police report, Mildred denied that she threw the pet gate. Tiff put a screenshot on it. was literally like, I did not throw a, p- a pet gate at um Tiff. I would never, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes on TV, TV and admits it. So Tiff was literally like, you kind of did me a favour because you ruined your own credibility. Yeah. But you completely killed your own credibility. Mildred but, was yeah. on a mission to like defame oh definitely and smear campaign tiff like 100 percent. like tiff had to be the crazy one and it's so funny it was as well. awful it's really weird because i didn't notice mildred's questionable behavior throughout really i thought she was a bit i thought she i thought she might have some sort of personality disorder where she struggled mm. to not become upset and aggressive but i found it interesting i remember saying to you yeah. i said it to my girlfriend i felt very on edge watching Aussie in that environment yeah. and it was something about watching it that I immediately sided with Aussie in my gut and I was like this is off like something in this environment is yeah. off and I would feel trapped being in it with Mildred yeah. and you know what like fucking gut instincts spot yeah. on because I'm I can be wrong we can all be wrong about our gut instincts like we've literally had situations M's pretty good but like we've had situations where you've been like this person's bad and I've been like really and then they have been and I'm sure vice versa yeah. but I will say bad in the soul. <laughs> yeah, and tells me they're bad in the soul, and then we have to verify. I normally right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but Mildred, I thought, just reminded me a lot of my abuser in some ways, and also like I think it was triggering too because I was trapped in a house that was like that it was very like confrontational yeah. like that. I or I felt trapped at least I wasn't physically, yeah. but. Yeah, just interesting. And I think the word salad stuff as well really reminds me of like my childhood abuse where like, and with my ex actually, with my ex too, but they, the whole point of the abuse is to confuse you so much that you look insane. Once again, contributing to their smear campaign that you're literally like, oh, I look now like I don't know what I'm saying because my ex would do that. Like we'll be talking about something and then she'd just throw something else into the mix. And I'd be like, what? Like what are we talking about now? And then it would just, it would be so like in a circle that by the end of it, I would be sounding insane because I was trying to keep up with what the hell she was talking about. And the same throughout my childhood, like with my, um, the person in my childhood that was like really abusive would literally just like, just come out with like the weirdest stuff that you would yeah. just be so confused and you'd find yourself being like, and I know they call that word salad because it literally is like word saying words at you to just like completely throw you off. To be fair, I've had that before as well. Yeah, I had to record conversations in my childhood to, which didn't work, <laughs> such quite depressing. I would record conversations with my um, abusive family member because they would be so confusing and they'd go around in so many circles and it wasn't it wouldn't make any sense and so then I would literally have to go and play that to my mom and be like yeah listen like this doesn't fucking make sense like I wasn't doing anything and it would still be I'd still be told like you know yeah I like that. you know oh you must have provoked it no like this person was literally trying to 
confuse me. And another thing that abusers do is they'll bait you. So like actually with my ex, from my experience, it was a bit different. Like she would bait me and I think I would respond by by sobbing or crying mm -hmm. or like, you know, maybe getting a bit more anxiously attached. And then with my childhood, I was baited into shouting. Like, and that family member still will try and bait me into a reaction. And I would always be baited and pushed to the absolute breaking point where I would be yelled at, told, called every name under the sun. And I'd be told that I was doing things that I weren't, wasn't doing, you know, like, oh, you're, you're, you've got a mission to like destroy me and this other family member's relationship. And I'd be like, what? Like literally based on what? Like just complete delusions. Yeah. But then I'd be trying to overly defend myself and then it would get, you know, escalated and they might start saying like offensive things that are like, you know, either attacks on my character or like just politically offensive or offensive to my friends or the world. And then I start getting, it would it'd be like my abuser would push it and push it and push it. This isn't my ex, by the way, this is a family member. Yeah, I've push had a really similar thing with childhood So just like push, push, well. push. And then you fucking flip out. Yeah. And I'm not an angry person at all. Any of my friends will tell you that. But like, I yeah. would flip out and eventually just be like, fuck you and like start crying. And then they'd be like, look at you. And then they're eerily calm then. And they're like, look at you, look at the way you're reacting. Like, look at what you've done. Look at the way you're, and it's so abusive. And you and... believe that you're the crazy one. Yeah. You, I, I have... you also believe you're the abuser sometimes. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, like I've lashed out. Like, I've, I've had angry. really similar things to the point where when I was, younger like a grown man would convince everyone around him that I was an absolute insane literal child and he was the same one just had to deal with a an awful teenager that somehow was good at school and do you know what I mean yeah he'd had a great time with yeah the grown man in my life that was doing that that yeah. loved it that have been like our kids are crazy yeah, I don't know. I think there was just a lot of tactics to conclude that yeah. Mildred used that were very clearly abuse tactics. And obviously watching Tiff's video, like just clearly shows as if Mildred's behavior didn't already that like she wasn't a safe person. She I was not a safe person. just didn't find her very safe. Like I feel like she was very no. like on guard and confrontational. And you know, it, it's really disappointing to see how Netflix handled it and how no one backed Tiff besides Sam and Ossie and Vanessa. Yeah. They've all been like good friends to Tiff. Sam obviously followed Tiff outside, but like the others not only stayed quiet, but they actually appeased the abuser and were like, do you need some water? Like, I did not like the appeasing. I'm sorry, I'm so triggered by the appeasing. Yeah, I'm the so bad. triggered. It is bad. It's just triggered me so much. That's what I couldn't come to work about because I was so triggered by the appeasal. Okay. I hate it. Stop appeasing abusers. If you Stop fucking it. appease abusers, you fucking agree with abuse. Fuck you. Yeah, if you're appeasing the abuser, you're yeah. not in the right there. Like, I... I think it was really bad as well with the ultimatum. I watched some of the cast's response, like Lexi's, and I never like. Just to clarify, I did not like Lexi. I did not find her like an enjoyable person. I actually didn't find her a particularly safe person. Like I wouldn't really want to no. be around her after the way she treated Gives Ray. Mean girl vibes. I got like mean girl vibes and also emotionally abusive vibes towards Ray. Like for sure, like Ray was like crying the whole yeah. time over Lexi's behavior, and it was just gross to see. But anyway, Ray, um, Lexi was like, oh, I, I could, I didn't stand up and say anything because like blah blah blah. But I don't support domestic violence, and I was like, that's such a weak excuse <laughs> yeah. because you took every opportunity you could to stick your nose about Vanessa even when yeah. it was absolutely nothing to do with you like Vanessa will be having a private conversation with Xander and you'll just fucking jump up and get involved like what yeah. so you could you could stand up when you weren't actually it wasn't relevant exactly but when an actual domestic violence case is mentioned you'll appease the abuser yeah gross like it says a lot it really does I feel like Netflix have really fucked themselves over because actually no one's talking about what the fuck happened at the, in the ultimatum anymore like no. the whole conversation is like why have Netflix 
yeah. allowed this abuse to happen and just completely brushed over it as if it didn't happen yeah. as if there was casually there was casual mentions of domestic physical abuse in Highly in a show triggering. yeah it was just dropped and in there it was not acknowledged yeah I think there needs to be some sort of acknowledgement and apology on Netflix's part because yeah. it sparked conversation I think that that's something that I've you know concluded is like it was a missed opportunity for productive discourse like exactly. there could have been conversation about queer domestic violence which happens just as much as it happens in straight relationships it's just not addressed or talked about and a lot of that is due to you know offensive opinions about lesbians um yeah. about women about queer people in general invalidating of our relationships and a lot you know a lot of that is also about the myth of the lesbian utopia which everyone if you haven't listened to or read in the dream house by Carmen Maria Machado because it's really really powerful and it touches on abuse in the lesbian community and how it's not taken seriously because you know we believe that like our partnerships are inherently safe or like inherently non-violent because they're with yeah. women and a lot yeah. of them are not safe I'll tell you that no there's been a lot of people that I know in the lesbian community that have experienced Abuse. that yeah the amount of people I could name that have experienced it um like the also the people that em and i have encountered luckily we haven't had personal experiences of abuse with but who have literally done abusive things to people in yeah. our circle who are all in the lesbian community like it happens a lot we know a lot of bad in the souls in the lesbian community a we know lot some of bad serious in the souls. bad in the souls yeah it Real just seems ones. like it was like non-stop reveals yeah. of just these problematic people. But basically, I'm yeah. saying I will not fucking appease it. If anyone is abusive and awful to my friend, I'm going to fucking kill you. If you're abusive and awful to anyone that I've ever seen, even if I hate them, I'm going to kill you. If you're abusive to people I will on a not Netflix show. I fucking appease your fucking bullshit. <laughs> fuck anyone that does. Fuck you. And no, agreed, agreed. And it's it's literally just not, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable that, on a massive international streaming platform, yeah. you are not taking queer DV seriously. You are not yeah. taking DV seriously, period, but you're also not taking queer DV seriously, not putting in resources like no. you need to do better. Netflix needs to do a lot better. And I do believe they need to issue a public apology as well as the ultimatum. I believe so as well. Fuck everyone! Anyway, yeah, it was bad. I mean, I literally had a panic attack at two in the morning watching it because of what Em said. It was so glossed over. It was it was yeah. so suddenly dropped in that I was like, and I was already a yeah. bit on edge about the show in general because there was some abusive behaviours. But I literally was like, what? Like, I, I had to like rewind to be like, I'm sorry, what? Sorry, was that just said? It was casually. And it was then, so casually. Obviously, I don't think we addressed that Tiff did leave, which is yeah really good on tiff's part yeah i was so proud of them like yeah. it was good to see them actually and i was so proud of sam to be like guys what just happened was really bad yeah. and like none of you said anything sam we love sam sam did not appease the abuser sam was good we fucking love you sam love you sam fuck if you're listening you, you anyone be... that appeased the abuser yeah fuck the rest of you fuck but yolly. i will oh fuck yolly fuck yolly fuck yolly fuck anyone else in the world that appeases abuses your cunts i will say absolutely love you sam you were the mvp of this whole show like sam for president she was my favorite the whole season yeah and also proud of aussie for removing themselves from that environment yeah. too as well as um, I did enjoy Vanessa calling out Yoli and then Yoli bit trying to turn it around and be like, really, Vanessa? Like, is that what you want to say? And then like, it was just true. Like, literally, like, Vanessa just said the truth and then Yoli got caught out in a lie. Yeah. Don't like her. Her and Lexi were such mean girls. Yeah. 
anyway, that was the ultimatum queer love. And just to let you all know, please don't watch it if you have been in like a bad domestic violence <laughs> yeah, situation. Don't. If it's if it's triggering, don't watch it. No. There's and some good yeah. entertainment value, but it's not worth it, really, if you're gonna be triggered. No. Anyway, moving on from the queer ultimatum because I think we've said our piece. Yeah. But yeah, I will put some resources. I, I need to put some resources on my TikTok, actually, side note. But I also need to put some resources in the description of this episode about abuse. 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 Queer abuse. <laughs> queer abuse. <laughs> well, who do we sound like? I don't know. Queer abuse. Whose voice is I don't that? know who that is. Moving on. Na, 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 na. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we've talked about all of our abuse and trauma dumped. And now I think we're just like yeah, laughing. I will, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, M, <laughs> do you want to just. Do you want to talk about your trauma? Um, would you like to share why we've had a couple of weeks hiatus on the podcast? Like, would yeah. you like to like, you know, talk to people? So, I think in the last episode, I mentioned that I was in a relationship. Sorry, it was just not funny. Really not funny because when we released it, I was no longer in a relationship. Were you not? No, we released it, and I was single. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. funny. Serious. I'm sorry. It's just like so bad because you literally said like it was like the big reveal yeah. of your like lover girl era. Yeah, I was in my lover girl era, and now I'm in my um red era again. Cruel sorry. summer. I'm actually in. What well, to feel it isn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm having a cruel summer again. It's your third cruel. It's summer. my third cruel summer in a row, which is a little bit of a joke, and also like I think shows something about me that I literally can't hold down a relationship for longer than a year. No. Ideally saying the word love would be nice. Yeah, we didn't say I love you till after we broke up. Neither of us. During the breakup. During the breakup. How long were you together? Nine months. Guys, I'd just like to make this into a bit of a fun, lighthearted um joke that can we just give M a medal? for being the first lesbian in the history of lesbians to survive nine months in a relationship without saying I love you, without saying it, nine months. I'd like to give you a medal. Thank you. Thanks for the medal, it's a real good one. It's a real achievement. Should I try and submit it to the Guinness Book of World Records? No, truly though, Anne, because I'm actually not joking. I generally think you would be able to find many lesbians. Fair enough in the straight world, but lesbians. I haven't said I love you. It's in quite bad. Nine months. And why did I choose to say it on the day we broke up? No one knows. The breakup was awful. I'm not even going to go into it. I probably will in the future when I'm less traumatized by it. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's worse than my cabin breakup. Yeah, I think I think this might have taken the cake. It's the worst breakup I think I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I will tell you, it involved dogs chasing sausages and um. And the woman that sang, um, I'm good at kicking crumble, <laughs> Lorraine Bowen. So, it, 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 you know, it involved Lorraine Bowen singing Cooking Crumble and it involved dogs chasing sausages. But one day I'll give you more details about that. Only if you want to. Only if I want to, because there was a lot of trauma involved with it, to be fair. Not with the sausages or Lorraine Bowen. Well, kind of with Lorraine Bowen. <laughs> also kind of with the sausages actually there's trauma involved in all of it you can never see a sausage no i would never look at a dog a sausage or crumble again in my life what about a sausage dog oh no that's the worst that's double <laughs> trauma 
it's a bit the ick that that's that ended when I went to see it. I even thought it was the ick that I was going to watch dogs chase sausages, to be honest. But I, ha- I, I just attended for the for the ride. You attended because you were in love. You hadn't said it, but you were in love. <laughs> Didn't call it what it was till we were dead and gone and buried. As M's, as the role of M's life partner, platonically... Um, I have seen her through now three breakups. Um, this is the third. And I would I would say like I'm quite proud because you've got less unhinged. <laughs> like you were so like I feel like M would go through a breakup and the absolute levels of unhinged were just like something you could truly never comprehend. Yeah. But so so first year of breakup, you were really unhinged. She went MIA and just like all went honestly as you should like you were in your like eat pray love era you just like fucked off basically we were all like all right during brian pride as well hopefully i literally left during. i might leave during brian pride this year because the idea of seeing my ex which i will yeah two years ago i skipped brighton pride to climb a hill in wales and then and then (laughs) go to different airbnbs around the west of the country following that so you know visited bath you went on your full tour of the UK. I visited Stonehenge. And that was, actually, no, I think Salisbury. that still was not as unhinged as last year. That Wales. was like, that was like a more reasonable reaction. Yeah. Last summer. It was a cruel summer. It was but a cruel then summer I moved for me on. as well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, no, but I'm sorry. I moved on really quickly. So actually it was only cruel three weeks for you. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was cruel. I moved you. on three weeks after that. And it was cruel for you three weeks as well. <laughs> You go, oh my God, it was only cruel for you three weeks. Yeah, and you. Like, what? But in those three weeks, I'm getting the most unhinged messages, which are we still okay to read? Because Yeah, just we can read so them. We can read any of my breakup messages. There's probably okay. more. There's probably some good content in here. So I'm going to pull You can up. even read any recent ones, but actually I don't think I've been as bad this time. Oh, this is also from a place of love, and I know that M has I every... I do not care if you make fun of me. Okay. I know I'm unhinged. No, but like, I'm also unhinged. You haven't seen me through a breakup, so no. it's fair. You've seen me heartbroken over a straight woman, like sobbing. We and Em read this the other night. And again, <laughs> this is all coming from a place of love. Like at the time, of course I was there for Emma, I was not laughing. Now I'm laughing because it's really funny to look back on because now obviously you're over that relationship. But some of them were just so... <laughs> I feel like I was not very present for that relationship. So for me to be that unhinged about the breakup was strange to say the least okay so this is like last summer july 2022 <laughs> m says okay i wake up this is 7 11 in the morning 7 11 a.m the idea of spending this weekend by myself is freaking me out um fair enough <laughs> Sorry, I like i almost nuzzy piked what does it mean what does it mean like I almost nuzzy piked thinking about it because last weekend was so hard and I tried to fill my time a bit so obviously I'm getting this like what the fuck is a nuzzy pike um you didn't even ask I didn't ask because I was so disturbed I think so then you said but like fuck it it's gonna be that all the time (laughs) like every weekend I think I made the wrong three weeks (laughs) I think I made the wrong decision with her I miss her already I feel fucking awful. So I reply and I go, Em, you are going to feel awful. It's a breakup. You really have to sit with these feelings. By the way, this is like day six of her saying this. That's why I'm being a bit more like advice. 
you have to sit with the feelings. You didn't make the wrong decision. Your gut was telling you it was wrong. You said, <laughs> just like the abyss of nothingness. I hate it. And then I was like, oh no, remember why you had to end it. I'm so you happy. <laughs> I'm so you happy. Just like this weekend and last weekend represents the abyss of nothingness to come. I can't come with it. <laughs> what does it mean? I can't come with it. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, you didn't see her every weekend anyway. You know, you've had your weekends that are before. Oh, like the letter O. Just want to enter into a coma. <laughs> so then I go, do you think you should have therapy weekly again? <laughs> you. I don't know. It's not enough. I was like, okay. You go, I don't know what's enough. So I was like, I think maybe talk to her about meds. And you go, I'm not doing meds. Um, bear in mind, I'm just, oh, sorry, go. Bear in mind, I'm now just started meds. <laughs> She's on meds. Because I realised Char was right. <laughs> I was like, meds will stabilise things. It'll make it seem like a less lot, a lot less of a roller coaster. Says me, who's been on meds for ages. Em just sends me all these like essays about this girl and then goes, um, sorry for trauma dump. This is 8.23 in the morning. <laughs> on a different day. Um, sorry for trauma dump. <laughs> Hit me all at once. All wazzy, I've cried. All <laughs> wazzy, I've cried now. I was like, I'm sorry. I genuinely love your breakup takes. They're so funny. This year they weren't like as unhinged, but last year they were so funny. I said, you can't get back with her just to stop feeling empty or just be feeling a void. And M went, okay, I might move. <laughs> huh? What? What are we talking about? I'm so confused about my heartbreak. There you go. That's M's text from last year. Would you like to comment on those? I just don't even remember it because I remember you used to make fun of me for being unhinged during that breakup, but I did not remember this. I just remember. I thought I was literally fine because I moved on three weeks later. Kind of confusing because we were like, oh, like, you're devastated. <laughs> and then, like, three weeks later, the alley happened. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was last year's. Yeah. Do we have any funny ones from the you can first use... breakup? Let's have a look. I don't think so. It's like 2021. Wait, why am I calling you honey here? Such a name. Oh my God. Honey, so sorry to hear you've had a bad week. What? Who are you? That was April. No, I'm not finding And then that. you went, hey, Bebs. I do Ugh, say Bebs. You're not to me. No, not to We're you. We're both the ick. I hate it. Right, anyway. We got, we get more normal here. Uh, you said, she blocked me on WhatsApp and I freaked out. But TBH, it probably shows she's thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're damn bad. Keep feeling so intensely. Yeah, these sound more like you. These yeah, read it, read it, read it. Um, keep feeling so intensely like I want her back one minute. I would do anything to have her back. Then the next minute, speak to someone and realise she was a dick and doesn't even realise it. But yeah, been going through it. I do want her back though. <laughs> and then I said, oh, she probably blocked you because she's mourning herself and needs a minute to not have your number in case Well, so I don't think you. she was that much of a dick. Oh, I think the only thing she did that was... I don't think she was a dick. I think you were saying that to justify your heartbreak. Yeah. I was like, the love of your life will calm you and reassure you and have similar similar beliefs and goals and want the same things as you. That's actually so true. Go on, Shah. Just when we're together, it's magical. Oh, no. I feel like it's feeling similar to some of my thoughts now. I won't message, but I can't get the idea out of my head. <laughs> my heart wants it. <laughs> And then you spelled this wrong. I know uh, your probs tight. You mean right. 
put my withdrawal it through the roof. I want her back and I want her intensity. <laughs> anyway, that's basically it. And then we talked about conversion therapy. Conversion therapy 2021. Is that because I wanted to go through conversion therapy because I was so sad? They were your breakup texts. And then this year's are way too fresh to release and you guys will never know them. You will never know them. Maybe but one day. They're better, I think. They're not quite as, as unhinged. Okay, like, Ray. You were most unhinged in the one last summer, which yeah. is very weird because I would say that was, like, the one you were least heartbroken over. Yeah. Would you say that's fair? That's like, true. That's so strange. Anyway, you were probably the most unhinged in that. And then... I think I was having a existential crisis more so than heartbroken although it manifested in heartbreak yeah it seems like quite extreme heartbreak but and then you were probably like the second most unhinged with number one okay obviously and the third least this one is the least unhinged are you sure yeah i'd say yes i'm not like screaming crying throwing up no i'd say i'd say last summer you were more screaming crying throwing up yeah so. I'm kind of just getting by, having a few cries of the night, a few cries in the morning. Yeah. I did have a few bit of time off work, but that was also because I was adjusting to meds. And that was a cruel summer, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you. I think this has been your least unhinged, so I feel like it's very good, very positive. Thank you. Thanks for the rating. No worries. You, you're yet to see me in I've a not seen. Yeah, I've not seen Sharon in proper breakup. But you've seen me go through situationship breakups. Yes. And you've also, actually not really, only like one. Yeah, I've seen you be heartbroken over people that you weren't going out with. (laughs) (laughs) They were self-inflicted. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? There were a lot of behaviours that happened. (laughs) That you didn't need to keep kicking yourself while you were down. (laughs) Saying that I do that too. This is the first breakup where I keep texting my ex. Yeah, you have. I'm normally good at that when you're down I will say that's not been good but no that's that's bad because I never do that we've dragged Em a lot so I feel like you can drag me a yeah, little bit yeah you need to be dragged there so. was a situation where Shah was clearly in love with someone <laughs> and then I don't know if I was in love but I like had feelings yes I don't know about what we'd call it <laughs> though I was going back and forth on if I had feelings and also at this point Shah was like I think I need to cut her out, you know. I just have so many feelings for her. I have so many feelings. Yes, you do. You literally said that to me. I was like, I was literally like consoling you. Like, oh yeah, maybe that is the best if you just can't, you know, get over the feelings. Two days later. Um, this person is coming to stay around my house for a few days. What the fuck happened to cutting them out? Cut to a few days later. I'm like, sure, like, how was it? I'm crying! <laughs> I'm absolutely heartbroken. Can you pull up the text from that? I I care about this person and I cared about our friendship. Like, yeah. I wasn't... Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. Like, it was more just, like, I think me being in denial about my feelings. No, you knew you were your feelings. No, because I went back and forth. I was I went back and forth then. You know I did. I was I was very, like are these feelings real? Because it's very confusing. I was like, were they real yeah. feelings or was I just limerencing? To be fair, I've had that with someone who you know. Yeah. I've had that with as well. And to be fair, with that person, you went back and forth. Obviously, now I realise they were real feelings. <laughs> now I can safely say they were real feelings and obviously, like, yeah, it was it was painful. However, I feel like it took me doing something unhinged to realise they were real feelings. Does that make sense? Oh, also, your tarot was right. I did break my own heart. And then I was like, oh, sure. Haha, ha, for fuck's sake. <laughs> then I burst into tears and couldn't stop crying. 
Oh no. I felt like a physical pain in my stomach, which is probably a huge red flag that there are feelings. I put ye. <laughs> ye. <laughs> Still. Oops. Basically, she broke her own heart. Oh my god, here I go. Maybe I've been in denial. You went. Your suspicious face is not in denial. <laughs> that bitch is true. Shah kept, every time I brought this person up, Shah put on this like really suspicious face. The last time I felt this heartbroken was with Cleve. The last time I felt this heartbroken was with other person that I shouldn't have liked in the first place. Listen, guys, it's dumb. It's bad. We've all been dumb and bad. Take a look at me. Three cruel summers in a row. I need fucking help. I need to say to my therapist, it's not right. But it's like that because this isn't right. <laughs> if you value friendships with somebody, you've had it with a friend before, and then you you're you're confused about your feelings. It's a bit hard to be like, do I lose that friendship? Because that's quite difficult. Like you don't want to lose no, a friendship because of your own feelings, which you know aren't reciprocated. Like yeah. I knew my feelings were not reciprocated. Just to make this very clear, I was fully aware. Like and I was absolutely not intending on doing anything about it. Yeah, would never. But like that, it was more like I was kidding myself. I think I feel like generally being gray, gay, gray, you don't break up with people three years in a row. I think I need. Yeah, help. you've got an extreme. You need some help. I think you need help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I think I need to be single for a while. My next plan of action, be yeah. single for a while. In three weeks, I'll probably meet someone else. I need my celibate era. Celibacy era for M. Ripley, where you at? We need you. We need your help right now for I M. think a celibacy girl summer could be good, followed by a shaggy winter. <laughs> shaggy winter? That sounds <laughs> horrifying. No, I don't want any. No, I'll tell you this for a fact. This is a true story about me. I don't want any more casual encounters you haven't had great casual encounters though. i don't want casual encounters anymore i want true love and if i'm ever going to get true love i have to be single for a bit longer that's true i'm not interested in having casual encounters anymore the next person i sleep with is going to be someone i like and, and I feel like it will last longer than a year i feel like that's the goal for you last longer than a year in a relationship yeah. And actually like the person you're with and make sure they actually like you. Yeah. It's like, I feel like when you're with someone for like almost a year, it feels like you've almost wasted a lot of time with them, but not enough time for it to be like serious. Yeah. Because like realistically, I feel like it's probably a year, like that's when it counts as like serious relationship. But so it still it's feels like, serious. Like if I broke up with my girlfriend now, we've been together six months yeah. and I would be devastated. Yeah, true. Like, it's been half a year, but I still would be really devastated. Yeah, exactly. Yours was longer than that, so. Yeah. Who's to say, like, how much? I mean, I've been devastated over people I've never even fucking dated. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's really devastating. So it's, like, devastating enough as a long-term relationship. It just, like, never turned into a long-term relationship. Yeah. But you also wasted so many fucking, so much time, especially with three in a row. That's three years of wasting relationships. Three years of cruel summers with three Brown fucking cruel summers with people that just didn't work out with. Yeah. And to be fair, like with all of them, there were real reasons why it probably wasn't right. And I should have fucking looked at that. We live and we learn. We live and we learn. For a final piece of entertainment, um, because we're talking about unhinged lesbians, this is your final tidbit before we end this episode. My girlfriend and I are just chilling. We're just minding our own business, okay? And what happens? She gets a bunch of texts from her first ever queer love, like her first, you know, first love situationship. And this fucking girl 
sends my girlfriend all of these messages being like, I literally, like, they were in Italian because my girlfriend's Italian. So I didn't actually know what they were saying, but she was translating them to me. And it was literally like, this girl was literally just like living her main character fantasy. Like she was main charactering her life. Like she was, she sent my girlfriend all these messages like, look, like, I, you know, all this weird unhinged shit about how she like sees her on social media and just like, you know, it, it reminds her of what could have been and stuff. It's like, all right, fair enough, whatever. Like you're entitled to express that, whatever. I'm also quite secure in my, like very secure in my relationship. So I, I don't give a fuck her ex wants to, do that but it just cracks me up that she was like you know yeah like I see you with your new partner and it's just you know it's she said something like it's just so difficult or like it's like a punch or something which we've all felt that feeling like but it's like the fact that she just randomly reached out and said that and then was like um and it could have been me like if I'd have moved to London or something like this could have been me I'm there like right she's like this could have been me anyway this isn't the funny bit so my girlfriend is like you know oh thank you for saying that you know like I feel like you needed to have your closure or whatever like mature response like fine and then the fucking girl sends my girlfriend a voice recording and we're like what is this so she plays it and it's a clip from Betty the bit in Betty where it's just like I'm only 17 I don't know anything but I know I miss you and she's singing along to it and then just sends a heart like, oh, like she says something like every, you know, every time I listen to Betty, I still think of you because like they were 17 or whatever. But so unhinged, like the fact that she like didn't just send the song Betty, she actually sang herself like singing and listening to it. It's just, it was giving Fletcher behavior, quite frankly. Yeah. I love Fletcher. Also, um, I would like to uh, say that I can tell you categorically for a fact that my girlfriend's ex, not the same one, a different ex, has sang Becky So Hot about me. Yeah. So I, I have I have experienced um, They're all coming for sure. What it feels like to be Becky because apparently my girlfriend's exes just are, are here. They're here. all coming. But no, seriously, she actually was. She was listening to Becky So Hot um nonstop on Spotify. Uh we love it. And do you know what I will take it? Because it's a mood. Does it's it make you feel mood. do you feel like Becky? Do you feel like it's a compliment? Yeah, I actually do feel like it's a compliment yeah. because I'm like do you know what? I am hot. I wake up, I have a bad day, and I'm like, someone listens to Becky so hot and sings it about me, and I will take it. So yeah, thank you. Shout out to my girlfriend's exes for making me feel hot. Not the first one; she didn't really make me feel hot actually, but the, the second one. That's the lesbian drama from me. We Hope you guys love enjoyed. And um, please follow our Instagram at Gay Panic Pod. At Gay Panic Pod on Instagram at and Gay now. On TikTok. We have 10 followers currently, so please bring that up to <laughs> 9,052. Please write us a review and mark us 10 out of 10. 5 out of 5. 7 out of 7. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.